This is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona, Tehillim, and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 136. The following is the recitation of Psalm 124, a.k.a. Perak or Mizmor Kuf Kuf Dalid. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 124 Shir Hamaalot Le David Lule Adonai Shahaya Lanu Yomar Na Yisrael Lule Adonai Shahaya Lanu Bekum Alenu Adam Azai Chaim Bela Unu Bacharot Apam Banu Azai Hamayim Shetafunu Nachla Avar Al Nafshenu Azai Avar Al Nafshenu Hamayim Haze Donim Baruch Adonai Shalo Nitat Natnu Teref Le Shinehem Nafshenu Kitsipur Nim Lita Mipach Yokshim Hapach Nishbar Baanachnu Nimlatnu Ezrenu Beshem Adonai Ose Shamayim Baaretz Psalm 124 is the fifth in the sequence of 15 psalms that that comprise the Songs of Ascents, a.k.a. Shir Hamalot. The overall theme is a recognition that during the times that our enemies attempted to overcome us, our unlikely survival and or escape can only be credited to the help of Hashem. The instances are described poetically, whether by water engulfing us or sharp teeth of animals or traps that encage the bird who is then suddenly broken out of the cage and escapes, which is a recognition that a cage doesn't just naturally break on its own, and it had to have the hands of Hashem involved somehow. The Midrash connects this mizmor to Purim, since it says in Pasuk Bet, when man rose up against us, hearkening to the genocidal mindset of Haman. Therefore, it's customary to recite this psalm on the fast of Esther, and the Sephardim say this on Purim as well as the Song of the Day on regular days. The Midrash also says the water reference could be talking about when a specific instance when David was digging up a well, or it's when the nation of Israel were at the sea, and if not for Hashem splitting it, they would have been swept away. The Al-Sheikh understands this psalm to be dealing with all exile, that even when we don't deserve it, Hashem has saved us. The Midrash mentions that the Yisrael that this psalm refers to is actually our forefather, Yaakov, the other name for him, 
when he was running away from Levan, who claimed that he stole his idols. And when he catches up with him, it's the first time we see Yaakov frustratingly say to Levan, why are you chasing after me? I have worked for you for 20 years and never stole from your flocks, etc. And have not stolen your idols now. And if it were not for the help of Hashem and your fear of my father Yitzchak, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But Hashem saw that I was the victim and made sure I didn't leave empty-handed. The Dat Mikra points out that there are two sides that this story helps us see. On the one hand, we see the exasperation in the face of the enemy, who are unwavering and keep coming at us and hold false claims against us, etc., as we've seen in previous psalms. And on the other hand, we see the appreciation that Yaakov feels towards Hashem for helping him get through his rough time successfully, never for a moment thinking of blaming Hashem for the hardships he was in. We have been faced throughout Jewish history with really crazy anti-Semitism that somehow hasn't destroyed us miraculously, and Hara. I think that the reason why this psalm is one of the Song of Ascents that helps us to get closer to God is that here it specifically doesn't harp on being the victim. The narrator never talks about being the victim and instead focuses on the good that was done in order to help us. In the first Pasuk it says, Yomar na Yisrael, let Israel now say. In Psalm 123 we spoke about what it really means to be the servant of Hashem that we have the privilege of being in that inner circle and spreading his message of unity. This is the next step. It reminds me of what is like a fad today to say, that really triggers me. I don't want to talk about that. If only people realize that when they are triggered, it's exactly the opportune time to gently explore and reconnect and try to rectify the issue that they are currently dealing with, if possible. In other words, if your mom says that you says something that you know will set you off, uh, will set off a cascade of arguments and feelings once she starts a certain topic, instead of saying, don't even start there, you could instead say, I need to make you aware that I have learned that when you do certain things, I get triggered and feel like shutting down, and or gets offensive, etc. Are you willing to let me make you more aware of these times by simply saying keyword so that we can course correct and or I can explain in that moment so that we can work through it next time? Could you see how this latter approach can give you what you need and at the same time help the other person adjust their behaviors? Instead of feeling like the victim of your triggers and creating distance with feelings of disdain against your mom or whoever it is that created those triggers, you can acknowledge that your mom or that person may have actually done a lot of good for you and has gotten you through difficult times, but maybe not everything was perfect along the way. It doesn't mean your mom or that person is a bad person aiming to cause triggering moments for you. It's just a byproduct of external or internal events. This psalm is acknowledging that life happens and because of decisions we make or decisions that others around us make, things won't always be perfect. But recognizing the help and the good that we got along the way is critical 
if our goal is to ascend and become closer and more unified. And as Robinson Rifke Block pointed out to me in a conversation we had, even using those triggering moments instead to better understand and become closer to ourselves. be able to see the opportunity to become closer to each other and Hashem during the more difficult times. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is in honor of my mom's birthday this week. Uh, Grateful for the way she has always been there for me. May she live in good health and happiness. Ad shana.